Hi, this is Norm Augustinus. I'm currently in the woods in upper northern Michigan digging for pussy scalps. At one time, Indians would hunt down hot young frontier girls and chop off their hairy pubic mounds using a tomahawk. The Indians would use these pussy scalps as money when they would trade with a white man. When the Indian wasn't making trades, they would bury the pussy scalps, and that's why I'm away from my phone. I'm digging for cunt scalps right now. Pussy scalps are highly sought after. Most pussy scalps sell for five grand or more at the annual pussy scalp auction. I thought we were going to build a campfire and you were going to fuck me. I didn't come out here to dig for pussy scalps, Norman. Leave me alone when I'm digging for pussy scalps. At the tone, leave your name and number and I'll get back to you. Happy holidays. Hi, Norm. When I was a kid, my family had very little money. I didn't have a dad. He died in a car accident when I was four years old. My mother worked at the local Walmart as a cashier. Every Christmas Walmart has what is called an angel tree in their store. I was one of many angels which meant I was a hardship case and I could have my name put on the Christmas tree and ask for things I needed. Store shoppers could remove the paper tag from the Christmas tree that had my name on it. They could then take my tag to a cashier and pay and buy me something for Christmas. It could be a coat or shoes or even a toy. One night after her shift at Walmart had ended, my mother placed a wrapped box under our Christmas tree. Someone had pulled my tag off the Walmart angel tree and bought me a present. It was exciting. There was a sign taped to the box and it came with a remote control. Written on the sign were the words, sit on your Christmas gift just before you open it on Christmas Day and press the red button on the remote control. Norm, when Christmas Day finally arrived, I ran to my gift and sat on it and pushed the red button. When I pushed the red button, a 10-inch long rubber dildo rammed its way through the top of the box and the dildo bored its way into my pussy. According to the police, someone had placed a powerful miniature NASA rocket engine under the dildo. When the red button was pushed, it ignited the rocket engine, which launched the dildo deep into my cunt. I have an audio recording of that horrible moment. I'll play it now. Mommy, I'm going to sit on my present and push the red button. Here I go. This isn't a bobby bowling ball. It's a dick honey. Run. It's a dildo. We've been screwed. Norm, I had asked for a pink Barbie bowling ball with my initials engraved into it. Instead, I lost my virginity and became permanently bull-legged. For three years, I had to wear special panties covered with a titanium wire ring mesh, and I could only sit on beanbag chairs. The wire ring mesh is the same material that scuba divers use to protect them from a shark bite. I wanted a bowling ball, but instead I got a dick rocketed into my fuckhole. Norm, I just wanted your listeners to be on the lookout for this kind of thing this holiday season. No one wants to open a Christmas present and get dicked instead. I love your show, Norm. Merry Christmas. Bye. End of messages. He wishes he could have killed his grandmother. His mother says everything he touches turns to shit. He's been to jail, spent 24 hours in a mental institution, and unsuccessfully tried to kill himself three times. And now, live via the internet, abso-fucking-lootin'-free, Norm Augustinus.
Pardon me, fuckstick. So, with winter here, <coughs> I've been frantically working on my ice fishing shanty. It's not cold enough yet. There's not any ice on the lake yet, but there's going to be. It's going to be, a t they say it's going to be a cold winter. But I've got my ice fishing shanty in full, complete repair and improvement mode. I've been working on it nonstop, which is exciting. One of the upgrades I've made to my ice fishing shanty, now my ice fishing shanty is uh, like 10 by 10, 12 by 12, 14 by 14. It's the size of it. It's like a box, like a shed, really. Backyard shed, only way better. That's what an ice fishing shanty is. You open the door, you go inside, there's a hole in the floor, a round hole, or a square hole, square cutout in the floor. And then in that square cutout in the ice is a round hole that you've augered into the ice because you're going to drop your line into it and you're going to ice fish. You're going to catch fish using minnows and other kinds of bait to catch fish in the wintertime. That's what an ice fishing shanty is. And you're protected from the weather because you're inside the ice fishing shanty. I've got all kinds of shit in mine, from heaters to refrigerators, all kinds of stuff, magazines. I got a stack of steer magazine, a stack of hump magazine. These are magazines that have sexual images of it, of men and women getting it on. Steer Magazine's a private magazine. You can't get into it unless you're invited to get into it. And I was invited into it years ago, and I have this private subscription. It's amazing. They call it Steer because I think they look at women as cows to be banged out, like they're fucking cattle. Here's your cattle banger out. Steer Magazine. I think it's Steer Mag, Inc. So I've been working on my ice fishing shanty. And one of the things I've done to it, one of the improvements I've done to it, because a shanty really draws women in. I don't know if you know this, but if you go out anywhere where there's ice fishing shanties atop the ice and there's men inside of them, you'll see women kind of hanging around. They're walking between the shanties. It's like a little mini city that's popped up on the ice. They're walking around the shanties. They're on the outskirts of the shanties because they know there's dick in there and they want the dick. So they show up. They walk around. So I've been working on this one particular thing, and it involves my minnow bucket. A minnow bucket is like a galvanized round bucket. I mean, you know what a plastic bucket is, like a five-gallon bucket. A minnow bucket is made of galvanized sheet metal, so it doesn't rust. And then it's about, uh, I'd say it's about 12 inches high, and it's about eight, six or eight inches in diameter, and there's a lid on top of it. Now, when you open that lid, it's completely waterproof. When you open that lid, there's water inside of it. And then you put your minnows in there. You put your bait in there, whatever bait you're using, and you can close the lid. My particular minnow bucket has a thing that you can aerate the water so the bait lasts longer. You're putting oxygen in the bucket of water. That is your minnow bucket, the galvanized bucket that you have. Now, I've been working on this bucket, and here's what I've done. I bought a five-gallon container of clear silicone. It's like silicone caulk. You know what a silicone clear, 100% clear silicone caulk. People use that around their bathtubs and shit. So that doesn't leak around past the moldings or whatever it is around your bathtub and doesn't get into the walls and other stuff like that. But this is clear silicone. 
And you use, you would use normally a caulk gun, but I didn't need a caulk gun. I bought this big fail five gallon bucket because I put this clear silicone inside my middle bucket, my bait bucket, and I filled it all the way up to the bait bucket, about up to two or three inches from the top. And then when it's set, it looks like water. For all intents and purposes, you'd think it was water. If you lift the lid, you'd say, this is water. Now, also in that, I put some, these rubber little minnows that you could use when you're bait fishing or dropping bait. When you're ice fishing, you can attach these little fake rubber minnows onto your rig, onto your hook that you're putting into the hole in the ice fishing shanty, into the ice that you're trying to catch a fish with. You're trying to lure them in using artificial bait. I put those in the silicone. Now, when you lift the lid on this thing, it's incredible. It looks just like a bucket filled with water, and you've got bait in there. When anyone opens it, a chick or anybody, myself, you, anybody, when anyone opens it, they'll say, God, he's got a lot of bait in there. He's got it all set up. He's all rigged out, ready to go for the winter ice fishing season. Well, in addition to what I put into this, what I did to this bucket, I also cut a hole in the bottom. And why would I cut a hole in the bottom? Wouldn't you think the silicone would leak out? No, it doesn't leak out. It's dried. It's dried and rubbery feeling. It's like a freaking rubber fish or whatever you eat those fishes with a red, the red little fishes and they're rubbery like and they're sweet. It's like that, that kind of texture. But I cut a hole in the bottom of it so that I could put my projector in the hole that would project an image up into this ice fishing, this bait bucket. Project a hole into it. It's an older projector type thing. It's not something new. And I can project an image up into that. It's like a slide. And I can change the slides. You know what a slide is? They don't use them anymore, but I had a bunch of old junk like this. A slide projector is a projector that you one time you could have slides and you had a big rack of images and the slides were like an inch by inch square and you could have like 50 or 100 slides in there and hit a button and it would project a slide, an image, like a photograph, onto your fucking screen, whatever you have on the wall. So I had this and I mounted it on the bottom of my bucket. Now, how did I do that? Below my bait bucket is another box. It's just a box-like structure, a rectangle, really. And under that is hidden is this projector, this, uh, this freaking little projector that projects slides. And this one has a remote control. Why would I do that? Because the slides that I have it's are images of are, are pornographic images. I guess they're pornographic if you don't know the person. But if you know the person, they're not pornographic. They're lovemaking. So they're images of people making love, and if you don't know them, they're non-pornographic. They're images of people making love on this slide projector, this big wheel-like thing that's on the slide projector that holds each slide. Now, why did I rig that onto the bottom of my minnow bucket, my bait bucket, my galvanized steel bait bucket with a lid that you can lift up, open, and close? Why would I do that? I did that because, say I'm sitting in my ice fishing shanty, and I, I know this is going to work because this is the psychology of how the female mind works. I've studied it for years upon years upon years. It's not a joke. I've studied this, fuckstick. I've got all kinds of collated material, all kinds of fucking... I've studied periodicals, dry erase boards, wet erase boards. I got reams and reams of data and all kinds of pamphlets and studies that I have done over many, many years. And this will work. I have no question about it. There's how it'll work. I'll be sitting on the seat in my shanty. I've got bench seats along the wall of the shanty on all four walls except where the door is. 
I'll be sitting in my shanty. I'll be smoking fucking weed. I'll be smoking weed. I'll be shooting up. I don't know what I'll be doing. Listening to fucking songs on the radio or on fucking whatever I'm playing. But then I'll have a bitch in there too. She's maybe next to me and that's the bait bucket there. She's next to the bait bucket and I'll pull the lid open on the top. Now, while she's sitting next to the bait bucket, and I'm there fucking listening to whatever, whatever song it is, Donna Summer, that's right, or, or whatever fucking name is Vanity, I got eight, I need eight inches or more, that song she made, ladies to not meet you at the ladies, meet you in the ladies room, be back real soon, that's right, I need ten inches or more, that's a song out like that, can you imagine? Maybe I'm playing that song, and we're smoking some weed. Now, that bait bucket is open, and she's sitting next to it, I haven't made a move on her yet. I don't have to make a move. I don't have to say anything because I know the semantics of a female mind. I know what they want. I know how they think. While she's sitting there looking around, she's looking at my naked calendars on the fucking walls. She's looking at all kinds of stuff like that. Old diaphragms and shit. I've always kept the diaphragms. It's amazing. I keep diaphragms and I put a little nail on the wall and I hook the diaphragm on that if I happen to come across a bitch who's wearing some old school diaphragm and I save them. I have a story to tell you about a diaphragm. I don't know if I'll get to it in this recording. I hope I can. I'll try to get it in this recording. And say she's sitting there, this chick. She likes your correspondent. She's thinking, well, this is great. Dim light dim lighting in the shanty he has a heater in the shanty we're playing some music i need 10 inches or more that song by vanity he's playing music he's got a refrigerator full of fucking food this is fantastic it's completely private i'm sitting on all kinds of the frozen water there's a shelf of frozen water just below me and life below me and they start to get turned on the moving water when they hear water they got to take a leak did you know that when a woman hears water a lot of people like that when a chick hears water, she has to take a leak. They don't know why this happens. Okay, she's got to take a leak. Well, that leak, that urine is coming out of her urethra or whatever that is up near her clitoris. It's coming out there and it kind of makes a vibratory sound, a noise, and it vibrates the clit and the chick will want to start screwing. You ever want to get a chick? You get her filled up with a lot of water, tanked up with shitloads of water because as it's coming out her urethra, right up above where her cunt hole is, and just below where the fucking clit is, it'll vibrate and make a vibrating-like thing inside her cunt, and she'll get turned on. She'll want to bang you out. She'll want to get get it on because she's turned on. Always get a chick to take a leak. That's why people take women to bars and shit. They're taking a leak. They're getting drunk. They're taking a leak, getting drunk. Every fucking 12 ounce of schlitz you can get down her, the more turned on she becomes because the vibration coming from the urination leak, this urine stream is vibrating the clit. They go hand in hand. Everybody knows that. So she's standing next to me, sitting next to me, and I can have that lid open on the bait bar, and I'm actually running the slide projector underneath it. Now, why would I run the slide projector? Because a slide projector is filled with about 100, or I guess it's like 85 slides. That's like the maximum filled with 85 or 80 slides, maybe it is 100, of people getting it on. There's chicks blowing people, big dicks. There's chicks on all fours taking it from the rear. There's people 69ing together. There's everything you could possibly imagine. Chick bent over a stump taking it from the rear. 
There's every imaginable position going on on the slides that I have in the slide rack. It's like a fucking round circle, a slide, uh, like a carnival, like a car. Well, it's like a rack, a round rack with the slides in it. So that while she's looking around, I turn on the slide projector underneath, built on into the underneath the bait bucket. And when I turn on the slide projector and she happens to look to the right, she will see it'll look just like a holographic image. I've tested this. I've checked it out. It's um, absolutely stunning. And what does this is the, like the six or nine inches of, of silicone caulk you got in there, absolutely crystal clear silicone caulk. It's filled it up, acrylic caulk or whatever they call it. It's clear and dries like rubber. When you project that image, say a woman's on all fours, say she's sucking somebody's big dong and she's fingering his balls or cradling his balls trying to get him to come. Say, I've got a slide in there like that. Well, that slide will project that image into the bottom of my fucking bait bucket, my galvanized bucket. It'll project it into the bottom because the projector's hidden out of sight underneath the bait bucket in a, in a rectangle of box. And it'll project it in this silicone caulk, which is dry and rubbery and crystal clear. And it looks like a holographic image. I mean, it's fantastic. You could use this at Disneyland or some shit like that in a haunted house. It looks like a real image. It looks 3D thanks to the image being magnified and distorted to the, because of the crystal clear clock. Now, when she sees a guy or a woman, she's blowing somebody's dick. It's a massive dick. Well, they call it, it's a, it's a big beaver fucking bone. She's sucking on his beaver bone. And I'm projecting it up into the bait bucket. She happens to look to the right, and she sees, in addition to some minnows in there, which are fake. They're dead. They're not even real. They've been set into the fucking acrylic caulk when I filled this thing up with the acrylic caulk, the silicone caulk. Silicone, I think, is clear. It's, maybe it isn't acrylic. It's, it's silicone caulk. I don't think it, it's not acrylic. So when she looks over to the right, fuck stick, what does she say? She looks down and she sees this lady sucking this guy's big knob. And then maybe a second later, she sees this fucking guy banging some woman out from the rear. And then maybe later on, she sees some chick bent over a stump in the woods somewhere next to some swamp or in a swamp, and she's taking a 10 inches up the crapper and ant pitcher. I just keep running it through the entire slide tray with my remote fucking control. It's incredible. And what will happen? I think you know what will happen. She'll get turned on, man. And once they get turned on, the panties, the cunt starts having this massive rainstorm. It's just dripping like a fucking tsunami out of her cunt and into her pants, into her drawers, even getting her snowsuit soaking wet. I don't have to say nothing to her. She just saw these images. I mean, what's more powerful than an image? You walk into a bedroom, your wife's in bed with a guy who lives next door. What's more powerful than that? Nobody said anything. I mean, that's very powerful. You go into your car, your daughter was in it last night, she asked to borrow it. It smells like pussy and there's shit laying around. And what's more powerful than the sense of odor the with your nose, the, the scent ability, and seeing that kind of shit? What's more powerful than that? Nobody said nothing. But look at the power, look at the command, the hold it has on you at that moment. So she's sitting there. This is what's going to happen. She's sitting there and I'm hitting a button, a remote control, on all the slides while I'm fucking inhaling, while I'm fucking rolling up another fucking tube, while I got my fucking rolling paper, my zigzag papers, while I've got all that shit, she's sitting there and she's entranced. She's frozen looking at the fucking bait bucket.
It's incredible. How can she say no? And if she asked me anything, this is if you wanted to do this, if she asked you, she said, I'm seeing things in this bucket. What is this? And I'll say, what are you talking about seeing things? And I'll shut the thing off. And then I'll stand up, move on, and look down. And I said, yeah, you're seeing stuff in there. Uh, you're seeing stuff in there. No, it's absolutely true. It's just the minnows that I put in there. They're not real. They're fake minnows. No, I don't say that. It's just the minnows I put in there. Not fake minnows. I don't want to expose myself. That was stupid. It was stupid for you, too, to just to hear that. I say, those are just minnows. Water and minnows. You're not seeing anything. There's nothing like that in there. I say to her, what are you seeing? She's not going to tell me that she just saw a lady sucking some guy's dick that's 10 inches long and 2 inch in diameter. Not going to do that like she's a fucking podcaster. That's the microphone. Not going to say anything like that. I just keep pounding those images away and away and away. Now, 10 or 12 of the images are especially powerful. They're white women having sex with black American men. And she sees that. Every chick wants that. Everyone knows that. Those are the extra special ones. Those are the ones of the powerhouse, the emergency slides that I might have to run if the first fucking 70, 80 slides didn't work. Here they come. I got someone there with Chicanos pulling a train, too. I got those. I got Puerto Ricans pulling a train, Mexicans pulling a train. You try to go along the, like all kinds of different races to get her going. That's just one thing I've been working on. I got another thing, too, the same thing. I got a waterproof projector that I bought at Walmart years ago. It's a little projector the size of a, like a rechargeable battery, a power, you know, power battery and energy, you know, a battery used to supply things with a USB. Supply battery, you charge it up and things like that. Have an emergency battery for your phone and stuff like that. I got a waterproof camera that I got at Walmart. It's about that size. It's about a half inch thick. It's about six or eight inches long, and it's about four inches on the other end. It's a battery that you recharge, a power supply thing, power, whatever you call those damn things. And I got a camera like that, and you can charge it up. It'll project an image, and I bought it because it'll project an image or a movie onto any surface you want it to project it onto. I bought it because I thought, you know, if I open a fucking, some kind of old-fashioned drive through movie place, I buy an acre of land, I buy a half acre. This was years ago I thought this. I buy a half acre of land, and I use these little fucking projectors, these solid-state projectors, this the same size I just told you, and I project whatever movie onto some board or some thing I make out of plywood, then I'm in business, I'm a drive through movie owner, and I could do that with this thing, grand total, 69 fucking dollars or whatever it cost. And now I own a drive through movie house. And I thought, I'll buy that for that. I never did that because it's stupid. I'm not going to have a fucking block thing in the middle of the camp with fucking people in there working and selling popcorn and candy and shit like that. Be working on my, it probably wouldn't even project more than six feet from the fucking camera, from the projector. I'm not going to do that. At some point I said to myself, I'm not going to do that. Well, I took this camera, this waterproof projector. It's not a camera, it's a projector. I took this projector and I rigged it onto the ice alongside the hole. You have to put it in the water. And then you put it outside her view. Now, I can project with another remote control, I can project people fucking, a chick sucking some guy's cock off. I can project a chick fucking having an orgasm and her thighs are shaking, her eyes are rolled back like a shark eating a trigger fish. I can project all that shit now to the surface of the water where I augured this hole into the ice. 
She's looking down into the hole. And what does she see? Yeah, she sees my monofilament line going down into the hole. It's got a hook on it and bait and stuff like that on it. But what does she see? She sees the image of some chick getting it on. I'm playing a movie, like some old porno movie, some 60s shit, some 1940s fucking old fucking porno stuff. She sees this being projected onto the surface of the water. What do you think could happen? Now she's getting fucking got a piss because she's hearing water, seeing water. That piss has got to come out. It's vibrating her clitoris, that stream when it comes out. And she's seeing fucking going on. That means I'm going to be guaranteed fucking. Do you understand? These are some of the things, the differences I've made with regards to my ice fishing shanty this year. These are the things that I'm actually engaging, that I'm actually installing in my ice fishing shanty. You're going to say, Norm, if you're so if you're so good looking, you've got such skills, why do you have to reduce yourself to such tricks? These aren't tricks. These are portals into the woman's mind. These are portals into that sex module that's in her mind, and you're able to walk through them. Even if you're fucking a chick, if you're somebody like you, you haven't actually opened that door to insanity, that fucking sanity, insanity, that sex module in her mind. Even if you are fucking, you haven't been through that door. Well, I want to open that door because I want more. You can say that yourself. I want to open that door because I want more. These are not cons or tricks. These are things that will turn a woman's mind into a different direction, shut off all the drudgery, the hopelessness, the doubt, the bills, all that shit. It'll turn it all off, and then we'll, be, we'll get to fucking because of these kind of ideas that I have. It's incredible. Now, the calendars I put inside my shanty are calendars with old naked women in them, old women, and their pussies out. Their tits are out. They're sagging. Some of the women's got pancake tits. They're like older and flat. Why would I use old women? Because now she says, I better take advantage of the fucking youth that I've been given. I better take advantage of what I am right now. I'm looking at old bags of shit on these calendars that Norm's got, screwed into the fucking side of the plywood wall inside his ice fishing shanty. I'm looking at those fucking images on there. I don't know. I got like 10 or 12 of them screwed into the wall, into the plywood wall. I'm looking at these images, she says, images, and I'm getting really, I'm getting really kind of down on this. I'm kind of being, I feel like I'm somehow diminished looking at these images. These old bags of shit making fools of themselves, and I'm going to become that. That's what she says. I'm going to become that. I don't want to become that. I better get to fucking now. And they do that. Let's get to fucking. And they start fucking. It's just some other way that you don't have to load out a bunch of bullshit. You don't have to sit there and try to con her or talk her into getting it on with you, sucking your balls and licking your balls and your cock and taking it. You don't have to do all that shit. The imagery has done it. The videos have done it. The bait bucket has done it. I don't have to do that shit anymore. It's all down. It's the same with the marijuana. When I smoke the dope, I always keep this little brass container that was once owned by Cher Bono, honest to God. It's this little brass fucking plate. I always put some weed in there. I sprinkle it on and I light it up so that the entire room is filled with weed, with a stench of weed, THC everywhere in the fucking room and inside the shanty. I always do that because that'll up your chances like crazy. It'll just up them. She'll be smelling it. She'll be seeing it. She'll be seeing images. And most of them, she's not sure they're even real. 
when she asked me about the, the image on top of the water, while she's looking through the hole that I augured into the ice, when she asked me about that, what do I say? I say, I don't really see that. Maybe you're being affected. I've been smoking for a while here. Maybe the smoke is, you're inhaling it. Maybe something's happened to you. I don't, I don't really see that. A woman on all fours uh, with a guy standing there. I, I don't really see that at all. You just say no. And then she starts to doubt herself. She says, wow, I'm really fucking horned out. This Norm Augustinus isn't no fucking phony. This guy's got sex appeal. I want to start fucking and sucking. I want his fucking Abraham Lincoln fucking log splitter between my legs, and I want him to split my seam in half. This is what they think. I had doubts about who I was, where I was going to, what I was going to do, but I don't have them anymore. These images, these are psychological images. These are images in my mind. I must be somehow blocked, and I'm releasing what I really want to do. They start to say shit like that. I split her in half with my Abraham Lincoln log splitter. And I call my Abraham, my dick, my Abraham Lincoln log splitter. Big fucking dick, 15.5 pounds. I could split any chick in half and I've done it. I've literally done it. I could do it at any time because I have that ability. She's inside there. She thinks, wow, I want his Abraham Lincoln log splitter. I want his beaver bat. I want his cum cannoli. I want it crammed into my fuck hole. And I want it now. Occasionally a snowmobile goes by. She hears that motor. And that motor says what to her? She says, man, that thing was created by a man. A man created that engine, that snowmobile. At some point, that dick is on Norm's body. He's a man. It's all men around her. She can hear men laughing from the two shanties over, the next shanty over. It's all men, and she thinks, wow, Henry Ford invented the fucking motor and all that. Henry Ford was an innovator here. I'm in Michigan. I'm in some place great and unique. I better take a dick now. The moment's on. The dick, I want it now. This is shit you got to do if you want to get pussy. Truckloads of pussy. This is what you got to do, fuckstick. This isn't a joke. Man, this isn't a fucking stage play. I'm not fucking on a USO tour in fucking South China or South Korea. I'm not any shit and ling like that. This is real stuff that I'm telling you now that you can do yourself. I've done the same thing with ice cubes. You know that I have taken saran wrap and I've printed people fucking on the saran wrap. You have to use an inkjet printer. You can't use a laser printer. It'll burn the fucking saran wrap up. I've taken saran wrap and printed images of a girl, of a woman sucking a cock, of a woman pumping off a cock, of a woman taking a picture of a cock. I've put these little images and I've printed them using an inkjet printer. And then I cut the images out and I put them in an ice cube tray. In the ice cube tray, it works every time. And you pour the water in. When the ice cubes freeze, when the ice cubes set up, and she sees the ice cube, it's in her glass. I say to her, would you like some 7 and 7? Would you like some white lightning, some alcohol, some grain alcohol? Would you like that? She says, yeah. I take my special ice cubes out. I drop two ice cubes in her drink. And when she's looking down at her drink, what does she see? She sees a woman holding a guy, one cock in one hand, one dick in the other hand. She sees this. She sees a woman bent over. She's bent over. She's taking 10 inches on a stump. She's fucking laying on her side on a fucking beanbag, and she's taking 10 inches up her fucking, in her vagina, as she lays on her side, the side ram, while some dude's laying next to her. She's drinking this, and she sees these images. If she asks you about it, you say, no, I don't really see them. You know, bubbles can play tricks on people when they're drinking something. 
Got bubbles in the ice that can play tricks on them. Oh, okay. She thinks that. Now she's getting more and more wasted. She's now starting to see these images are getting bigger and bigger, and her heartbeat starts beating fast, and all she thinks is about your dick. And all you think is about sawing her in fucking half. You got four fingers in her cunt. You got your thumb on her clitoris and you're moving it in and out of her fucking seam. <coughs> you, who do you think is that? These are shit you can do. These are shit you should do. I mean, else what else you want? I once dated a chick and she said, all you want to do is have sex with me. And you know how I got around that? I said to her, what else is a man and a woman supposed to do? I don't remember her name, Julie. What else is a man and a woman do? I didn't see her for three days. I didn't hear back for her for three fucking days. That was like a mind bomb. That was a psychological fucking uh, wrench thrown into her mind. And she said the same thing. And then she called me back. She said this, I want to come over. She now knew what was going on. Uh, what else does a man and a woman do? He's got the 10 inches. She's got the hole. Let's make fucking our goal. That's all she, That's all you can do. It's set in her mind, and that's shit you should know. Even if you can't get pussy that moment, you leave her with a fucking special psychological bomb that'll work its way into there and eventually make contact with her fucking sex module in her mind. And you'll be fucking. Truckloads of fucking pussy. It's not a joke. This isn't a mad science. This is shit that works. This is how easy they fucking are. No matter how hard a woman pretends to not want anybody when she's in her 20s, as the years go on now, all she wants is some fucking dude with a house. She can't work anymore. She has no skills. She's finally no longer has the power of youth and sex appeal. She now needs fucking housing and a shitter in some rube like you to pay her bills. Because the truth is out there. And what is the truth? The truth is they have no skills. The truth is they're fucking burning through youth at 100 miles an hour, and you're going to look pretty goddamn good if you don't kill yourself first. Working at the screw machine factory on Grossbeck Highway in Roseville, Michigan. That would kill anybody. New people who died from it. New people who took themselves out doing it. This is what my ice fishing shanty has become. This is what it is. Now, I sprayed the inside of my ice fishing shanty pink. This is the truth. I used a sprayer and had a little air compressor. I sprayed it with pink. It's exterior paint. Why would I do that? Because chicks like the color of pink. Because that's the color of what's inside their pussy. When they get inside my shanty and they see all the pink, they think, wow, I've seen this pink color before. She starts to think of her pussy. Then she thinks of your pink fucking dick. Your, your pink Abraham Lincoln Logs butter. She thinks of this. And you'll be fucking just a silly little, a little nuance there, just a silly little color. This is stuff I have added to my shanty. I also have a gun on the wall. I have a Luger on the wall and I have a bunch of other guns. A Luger, a fucking 357, 44 Magnum. I got a, all kinds of guns. I like them because of the craftsmanship and how they're built. The design is of them. I got them on the wall. And you know what they think? Fucking A, man. I'm in the middle of nowhere. I'm on top of frozen ice inside a 10 by 10 shanty and it's blowing snow all over the place. It's really windy all over the place. I'm really comfortable in here. If I don't give him pussy, he's going to blow my brains out. He's going to blow my goddamn brains out. Whatever that gun is, that's a Luger, one of the best crafted guns on the, in the planet. What is that? The 357, 44 mag. It's all kinds of shit like that. 
a little Derringer. I used to carry that in my sock all the time. So I would be protected because a person like me should be protected at all times because I'm attractive and you're not. She sees that gun and she thinks that. He could blow my brains out. He could shoot, He could do anything. Maybe shoot a bullet through my booby and go through one booby and out the other booby. I better succumb. I better get put out. Shouldn't I? I got a picture of fucking that lady out in the Old West. Uh, what the hell was her name? I got a picture of her on the wall. And she ain't got her pants on. She was a famous woman out there. and Well, like a guy chick. Probably was gay. And and she's holding a gun. But it's a sexy kind of picture. Really sexy. Everything in my ice fishing shanty is made to make something happen like that. To make, eventually, her to split her legs, to pull her kneecaps back to her ears, and take it all. It's all meant to do that, because like I said with well, that chick, that's all there is. What else is there? You come home and pretend to be civil? You come home and surprise your lady with a pizza? You go to work, you come back? What else is there? That gets really old. It's not very fun. I also have all kinds of stuff in my fucking... My box of lures, my ice fishing box, my ice fishing thing that you have all the lures in and the hooks in and the sinkers and all that. It's beautiful. You open it up. It's got five drawers that come out. I put suggestive shit in that because you're going to be humped again and again. They're not coming in there to ice fish. They're coming in there to fucking get your bait that's hanging from your fucking pants just below your belly button. They want the bait. They don't care about the fish. You're the one interested in the fish and it's in her pants an incredible time i'm excited as hell to put this out in the lower level of my ice fishing shanty i've got four it's like the same size it's a 10 foot six foot 10 foot box below my shanty made of all pure plexiglass the plexiglass is about a quarter half a quarter to a half inch thick and it's underneath the shanty so that we can open a panel in the floor and the both of us can go under my ice fishing shanty and we can fuck in complete underwater like we're underwater the fish are watching us we're watching them you can see plants you see an outboard motor in the bottom of the fucking lake you see an auger in the bottom of the lake all kinds of junk you're looking down there you're under the ice fishing shanty on the lower level basement that i installed and will install when the ice starts to freeze i can say to her you want to go down into the lower level we go down there it's a beautiful fucking experience the water we're down in the water like a glass-bottom boat, only this thing's fucking a couple of feet thick, high, and, a, and many feet to the left and right, built under the shanty. I had to put that in the shanty because I had to see that it fit properly. And then I'm going to place this lower level into the ice as the ice starts freezing out in the lake here, and then I'm going to put my shanty on top of it. There's a little trap door you got to open up to climb down there. What woman wouldn't get inside that and say, let's start fucking? I got a little tiny mirror ball. I got pillows down there. I got incense down there. I got all kinds of mini fucking bottles of booze like you'd see in a mini bar inside a hotel room. I've got that all under there. When they go inside there, what's going to happen? It's going to be awesome amount of fucking. And because I've used my mind, there'll be abundant amounts of fucking. Not like some average guy, some damn dude down two shanties over is banging some odd girl out roughly and crudely with none of my tricks, none of my romance, none of my things like that. The nuances, you'll just be in there banging and throw her out the fucking door, out the shanty and then get back to fishing. That's not me. I want it all. 
I want to experience a whole damn thing. And that's what I'm going to do. My ice fishing shanty is incredible. Now, if you're a bitch and you'd like to try this ice fishing shanty out, you're welcome to come up here. I live way up in upper northern Michigan, but I have certain strict things. I don't want no chick with what they call curbs. I don't want no minority. Minorities just attract more minorities. I don't want anything like that. I want somebody like me. I want someone who's got fucking white skin or white skin. Preferably, I want an Irish woman. That'll always be in the top of the list for me. Big white fucking melons with freckles on them. Orange goddamn eyes. Orange blazing hair so bright. That's what I want. You can come up here. You're allowed. No, no spandex, no fucking stretchy pants on. They stink and they get all balled up and they can't pull them apart. I don't want nothing like that. But it's exciting to report on my ice fishing shanty. And I think that you'll, you would be impressed yourself. And I want to talk about something here. I talked about this earlier when I first started. I said, maybe I'll tell you that story. Something that's been bothering me for some time. And I feel that I, I wanted what was there one time. I wanted it back. I had a girl visit me, a woman visit me. I'll say woman. Let a woman visit me some time ago, three years ago or so. And the woman came over and visited with me. She came from another state. She flew in, had her itinerary, her arrivals, her departures. She actually got herself to my house using a driver that you can pay, which really amazed me because I live in the middle of nowhere, my driveway alone is two-thirds of a mile of rocks till it gets to a paved area. She found her way to my house. She was really exciting. I liked her. I liked everything about her. Felt alive. Felt like there was possibilities. I could sleep again. I just felt connected to uh, the Almighty because I had all everything in position, everything in place all around me that's supposed to be there. So we went for a walk the next day. When I say the next day, she got there towards the evening. We went for a walk the next day out in the woods. Now, when I say woods, I live on 100 acres, and behind my property line is more acres, hundreds of thousands of acres. Now, if you go past Saginaw or Bay City, after that, it's just hundreds of thousands of wooded wooded acres, acres and acres of dense, tr- densely population of trees. And there's lakes, and there's rivers, and there's streams, there's sand dunes. There's all kinds of stuff, brooks, and just miles and miles of areas you'll hit with pine trees that are so gigantic, you won't even believe that they could be that free, that untethered, to have grown that big. And that's what's there. So I asked her did you, if she wanted to go for a walk with me out in the woods. I think it was around Christmas, if I remember correctly, because... She had a little gift for me, which was super nice. So I said, sure, that's wonderful. Thank you. And I said, how about tomorrow we go out in the woods, uh, pack a lot of dope with us and shit. We'll take one of the guns. We'll go out in the woods and have a lot of fun. She said, that sounds good. I'd like to do that. Where I come from, she said, not a, not a heavily treed area or wooded area like it is where it is with you. Now, behind my house, I have an acre of highly trimmed and kept up property with just grass. That's so I can use my ultralight aircraft and take off and land. But the rest is just woods. At one time, I was working on an experiment back there, and it was a self-burying contraption I made because it would bury you in the woods, and no one would ever know you were there. It was a self-burying contraption. And how it worked was, if you wanted to go, you could lay inside this hole that I had pre-cut, and when you laid inside the hole, you pulled this rope, and above this hole 
looked like there was a big table there for pots and plants, like a potting area that you'd take your pots, your plants, your dirt, your tools were all on top of it. Well, above that, this area that I dug into the ground, the grave basically, it was filled with, I don't know how many, five yards, four and a half yards of dirt. It was on top of this, this table. So when you got in there and you wanted to self-bury yourself and not be found, you simply pulled the rope, laid in the hole, pulled the rope, and that four yards of dirt would fill up the fucking hole. Okay, rain and stuff would settle the dirt. Nobody would know you were dead. The table goes back to just being a potting table, and they will never know you were dead. It was a self-burial contraption. Maybe I'll pursue that again in the future. I, I might be able to come to your house and do that at your house if you'd like something like that done at your house when your wife's at fucking work or when your wife's boning somebody else somewhere else you could have this in your backyard when it gets too much for you to handle you could do this you could pull a rope and self-bury yourself and there's your potting table it just rolls back into position after it unloads the dirt so we went out in the woods myself and this woman she flew down and when we're walking and we're talking and during the walking and talking I had this big canteen. Now, the canteen had tea in it, and the tea was sugared, and it was tea. We had doobies. We had cigarettes. I had bourbon. I had fucking hot coffee with peppermint schnapps in it. I had a bunch of shit on a backpack on my back. When we went out in the woods, I made sure and tanked her up and kept asking her, how about another drink? You don't want to get dehydrated. You don't want to get dehydrated. And why did I do that? Same thing I told you in this earlier segment. Once she starts starts to urinating, the liquid comes out her urethra area that's just below her clitoris and just above her cunt, the opening for her cunt. The more she pees, the more vibrations coming from the urethra, the upper portion of her snatch, and the vibrations are turning her, her on because her clit is on top of the urethra and she gets turned on. So you want to be around a chick. You want to really get her quick if you're new to all this shit. You just start telling her to drink more, drink more, drink more. It doesn't have to be booze or anything. You don't want to get accused of some kind of assault or some shit. She didn't have her mind right. You just get some kind of liquid down her, and her own body will turn her on, and that's what I did. I don't know. We walked about a mile with this woman. We walked a mile. We walked. We talked. We chatted. We did all kinds of the stuff you're supposed to do. We looked and pointed. There's a $50,000 reward for an ivory-billed woodpecker. They think they're extinct. And I always got my eye peeled for that. And I asked her and I looked at things and pointed. And I'd say, is that an ivory-billed woodpecker? I'd just say stuff like that. And then we'd have conversations for that. All the conversations are are just priming the pump for dick conversations are like intercourse, just like a dick going in and out. And it's this way, how's it works? When she talks, it goes into your ear. When I talk, it goes into her ear, the sound waves. We've just penetrated each other. We've already fucking, only the real dick isn't in her fuckhole, but we have been fucking by just chatting to each other because the sound waves are going into her ear, then coming back out, then going into her ear, then coming back out, and going into her ear and coming back out. We've been auditorily fucking one another with our ears before we actually had the dick inside of us. The vibration of her eardrum, those three bones in there, that little bit of vibration will travel down or up and get into her sex module in her brain, and that'll lead to fucking. If you only realize that discourse or conversation or whatever you want to call it, two people talking is really intercourse and you're violating private areas in her as you speak. 
Who asked you to fucking vibrate those three bones in her ear? That's pretty personal. And yet you're doing it by speaking to her. Nobody knows that shit. I know that shit because I've studied it. And once you know the secret, you've got the secret and you can master it and become a true master like your correspondent, Norm Augustinus. So we're walking in the woods. We go through canals and rivers and streams and lakes. We walk through them. We stop at old foundations and rock foundations. And we're examining them and shit like that. We're just walking and talking and pointing things out and examining things and looking at animals that we see. You got to be careful up here in upper northern Michigan. They got all kinds of fucking black bears and round and brown bears, and they got actual rattlesnakes up here. You have to be careful. Wolverine. Fucking wolverine is only two, three feet long and about a foot off the ground. But, you know, they can kill a grizzly bear. That's how brutal, how vicious they are. You have to watch out for wolverines when you're up here. And that is, by the way, the state animal of Michigan. What's the state fucking logo? I think it is uh, one of, uh, no, that's uh, that's the coin. Uh, uh, I can't remember the fucking state, the, the logo here. Uh, look about you and... Uh, if you seek a pleasant peninsula, look about you. That's our that's our motto here. That's our logo on our thing. If you seek a pleasant peninsula, look about you. I can't believe I remembered that for you. We're walking. And eventually, we come up to its massive tree with a giant nest at the top of the tree. Now, the giant nest at the top of the tree is about five or six feet in diameter. And that tells me one thing when I see it. I say to her, you know what that is? I said, we're getting a rare glimpse here. She said, no, what is that? And I watched her. She was already turned on and ready to fuck me. I watched her as we walked in the woods. She occasionally would have her legs spread out a little more and she'd lose her balance. The reason that happens is there's so much lubrication in their cunt that their legs, they can't control them anymore. They just can't. The legs spread. The muscles have shut down that holds the legs in the upright and closed position because she's turned on. The body's telling her that we can't hold these legs like this anymore. It's time to get fucking. And that's what happens. I knew she was turned on. So I say to her, that is a bald eagle nest. You're getting a rare glimpse. I said, that's a bald eagle nest. They're not in it now because they're not ready to root. They start about April, I think, or Let's see, December, Jan January, February, or February, somewhere in there they start because they need a long season to get that baby that's going to be eventually a bald eagle to get him out of that nest and start his own life. They need this long nurturing period. So I show it to her. She says, wow, I'd like to see that. And I said, you'd like to see that? And I said, yeah. Now, this is what has been in my crawl for a long fucking time with regards to her and what happened. I said, you'd like to see that? I said, why don't we just climb up it? That's a pine tree. I said, other than very sticky shit on it, sap, there's a million branches and they're easy to climb. You want to climb it up to climb up it with me? We're not in any danger. She said, yeah, let's do that. We're not in any danger. So we took swibs. Uh, we took a fucking thing of uh, fucking bourbon. We drank that down, sips of that shit, a couple swigs. I couldn't remember the word swig. We took a couple swigs of something else. We smoked some fucking dope. I took a piece of blotter acid. I put it under her tongue and under my tongue. I got literally pages of that shit, like a phone book's worth of blotter acid. It's when they put a, take a little dropper, like a fucking eyedropper, and they put a drop on a page or on a paper. Well, I got fucking pages of this shit, the size of a phone book, and they're filled from the top to the bottom with blotter acid. You've got to rip it and put it under your tongue, and you can get wasted. It's incredible. She says, yeah, I'd like to climb that. 
This is not a joke. People say to me, how can you tell these stories? How can you go on like that? How can you develop these? Because they're not fucking fake, imbecile. Because they're not a joke. These are absolutely real. These happened. That's why they're so easy for your correspondent to pull them up and then deliver them to somebody like you who needs serious help when it comes to bitches. That's just the way it is. So we start climbing the pine tree. How much time I got? We start climbing the pine tree, which is huge. I don't know, 80, 100 feet tall. I mean, it's like something that should be in a sequoia, a giant sequoia out in California in the redwoods out there in the fucking, just something like that in one of their trees. It's that big. When we get to the top of this nest, it's gigantic. I said to her it was five feet. This fucking thing was like 10 feet in diameter. It looked like somebody was building a tree fort. Like if you're a kid or your dad loves you, if you're loved by your family and they're building you some kind of fort in a tree in a backyard and you got to climb up the tree, I'd like a tree house. It's gigantic. It's like 10 feet platform up there made with twigs and other shit. It's just beautiful. When I get on top of it, it feels like fucking Norm Abrams built it. That's how strong it is. It's that strong, that delivered, that built, man. It's it's a it's a masterpiece. When I get up there, and there's even feathers in it. Looks like they, you know, they use the feathers and they pound the feathers around for safety. I kind of poof up the pillow and we're standing on our knees. We're like bent over. And we're looking around. It's the best view you ever saw. It's magnificent. I couldn't have planned something like this in a million years. I just couldn't have planned it the way it worked out. We're looking at it just miles and miles of trees, and we're in the top where babies have been born, this majestic bird. It was all too goddamn perfect. So I'm looking at her. She's looking at me, and I don't ask her, you want to do it or you want to get it on. I just put my hand on her face and I start gently kissing her mouth. That's all it took. She was already turned on, Buckstick. And I put the feathers, I fluffed them up under her head. And then she was in the fucking thing. We took off her pants. We took off her panties. And then I took out my dick. While she's laying there, she says to me, I got a diaphragm in my inside my vagina. I said, a diaphragm? That's pretty old school stuff. She said, yeah, a lot of women still use diaphragms. Just this rubber disc, you jam it in the hole, it blocks the cervix, no cum can get in there. It's got like this wire and built into the rubber. It's just like this round thing. Like if you were going to seal up a mason jar, or some canning jar, you're, you're a canner, you can fruits and vegetables and jellies. It's like something like that that would be on top of the jar lid. I said, oh, no problem. I'll just, you know, take it out take it out. I said, you show me how to take it out. She said, you can take it out. When I jammed my hand into her cunt, I couldn't believe the depth of it. This is something that kind of stayed with me. I couldn't believe the depth of her cunt and the temperature changed. It didn't get, it didn't get warmer. The temperature, as I submerged my fingers, my digits into her cunt, it got colder and felt big and vacuous and empty. I had to pull my hand out and look at her again because she was so tiny. It just was like another world in there. I'm not sure there isn't another world in there. I'm not sure that the cunt has got some parallel thing going in in there because it's supposedly the right hand to God or connection to God. But when I stuck my hand in her fucking cunt, it seemed huge. It seemed dark. I didn't hit nothing. And she said to me, let me do it. I didn't hit nothing. I didn't hit the rubber disc that blocks come from it going near the cervix, the opening, like a dickhead in her cunt. And that dickhead will open up and it'll suck up the, the, the semen that you've loaded in there. You don't want that. She said, I'll do it. And she did it. But, you know, when she pulled it out, 
I kept looking at my hand, and I'd look at her pussy. Then I'd look at my hand. It, it was a real anomaly that to this day I can't explain. It felt big and empty and spooky. Like if I put my hand in a hole in the earth, it put my hand a hole in, I'm out in the desert or something, and I hit this rocky formation, and there's a hole in there like a cave. Like I put my hand in there, and I knew that it was a big area that kept going and going. This spooky, historyed hole in the ground. That's what it felt like with her fucking cunt. It was sort of creepy. So we pull, she pulls out the diaphragm, and then her panties are off. We're on top of this big platform that the bald eagle made. And I see there's a shell over there, a piece of a shell. The pointy part of a shell was still intact. And I, I might have touched on this briefly in other recordings at other times, other years. I'm not sure. I took this shell from the bald eagle. Now, the fucking eagle egg is huge. They're just fucking huge. It don't look real. I mean, the bald eagle's like this last living dinosaur other than the damn alligator. But the egg was gigantic. I took the pointy egg of the, the pointy end of the egg and I put it into her cunt and I start jamming the egg and turning it, twisting it, turning it, twisting it. There was lumps on the egg and shit. There was dried yolk on the egg. There was some bird shit on it. It was all cemented on it and kind of made it like a pleasure thing that I was spinning. My hand was inside the egg and I'm spinning the egg at the opening of her fuck hole, just spinning it and turning it and pushing it in, pulling it out the tip of this egg. It couldn't have been more fucking convenient for what I was doing. Of course, I eventually stopped the egg. I laid the egg down, and then her cervix, I just start fucking her. The cervix was around her cunt. I couldn't wait. I didn't want to put it away. I didn't want nothing. It, it seemed to help, like the gate was down. There's the fuck hole, like it was a, the gate around a moat to get to the castle. I sort of wanted the, the, I wanted the, 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 the diaphragm to lay there and look like this moat gate. Like I had gotten in, like I was special, I was unique. I'd been given for this rare privilege. And I start fucking her on top of the bald eagle nest. And that's what we did. We fucked and we fucked and we fucked some more. We just kept fucking on top of the bald eagle nest. Birds would fly over us. Planes would fly over us, the top of us. It was really romantic and sexy and alluring and fascinating. And it felt all wrong. But it also felt very special. Nobody has a chance to do something like this. You're laying in your fucking one, your, your single brick ranch. You got your basement. You're always fighting a, fighting a sub pump. You got eight inches of water down there. And that, that's the fucking way it's supposed to be, I guess. But this was all different from all that, that, this whole layout. Now, I fucked and I fucked and I fucked. Now, I had a silver foil blanket. Supposedly good for like 20 degrees below. You can fold it up. It's like it's the size of a dildo when you could fold it up and you put a rubber band around it. When we were done fucking, when I blew my load, I mean, I blew it all over the fucking place. I blew my load. I saw birds go after it. I saw all kinds of insects go after it. I shot it over her head, shot it past her, ricocheted up her tits, up her stomach. When I had no more load in there and she was fucked out, we fell asleep on top of the bald eagle nest. Sounds stupid, sounds crazy, sounds impossible, but I assure you, this happened, I took this chance, and it did did play out exactly the way I'm telling you. Now, in the morning, we got up. It was sunny, sunny as could be. When I got up, I what do they say, the sleep out of your eyes? I did that. I looked at my dick. It's 15.5 pounds. It was amazing. Everywhere I would lay it, it would break one of the branches that the bald eagle had used to fucking make this nest. It would just break the branch. When I got up, I looked at her. 
She was still unconscious from the fucking I gave her. I told you, I really fuck hard. Nobody wants a lightweight when they fuck. They want to feel that they're being taken down, this rare privilege. They're engaged in the fucking art of fucking. Way back to the cave days, millions of years, way back, who knows how far. And she's a participant in it. She's a group in it. She's like one of the presidents, the 44th or 45th or 46th president, whatever it is. She's like one of those. When I look at the at the fucking the egg shell, the eagle egg, the half the eagle egg, that I pumped into her pussy and I turned it and I ground it and I pushed it in and pulled it out and pushed it in and pulled it out. When I looked at that, then I looked at the diaphragm still laying by her fucking hole. It kind of glued itself there with all my cum and her vaginal juices. I see that it's kind of glowing like a bright glow, a bright light coming off her diaphragm like a reflection. And I look over and I see the light is hitting the eggshell, the eagle egg, the pointy part, the half the eggshell that I used to cram into her cunt, that the light was hitting the diaphragm and it was acting as a magnifying glass. And her whole cunt area, the cunt lips, some of the hairs, it was like a, like a photographic image. It was like a negative if you were developing your own photos. The whole image of her cunt was being magnified and amplified and then projected to the eggshell, the eagle egg. And her cunt was burned onto the eagle egg. It was like if I had something engraved. It was like that. It was like if I had a fucking crocheted blanket and they put my name on it. It was like that, there forever. I still remember that egg. I remember the fucking. Except I didn't take the egg, the eggshell. The image, the all-natural image, like something, like at one point somewhere in the Bible, Christ tells Mary, don't touch me. Uh, he's warning her. This is my play on it anyways, what I think. I believe that Christ is telling Mary not to touch him because he's radioactive. He was a super being. And he was radioactive. Don't touch me. He asked her, do not touch me. When he came out of the fucking hole, when they put him in the hole, when they put the rock over it, when he rose, he says, don't touch me. I think something like that happened with this, with the fucking. I was in, I was in line with the Lord. I was in, in connection with the Lord. Something supernatural had happened. Now, when we climbed out of the tree, we went back to the house. It was incredible. She, you know, she looked at me like she was bipolar. I've had bipolar women, women who attach you right away. The whole goddamn time she walked, she just kept looking at me with this, Cheshire, this half crooked cat like smile, she was just looking at me because she was so enamored with me. Nothing like this had ever happened to her. Now, as we're walking back, I told you earlier, I've meditated you many times in this recording. There's all kinds of quicksand in the, in the woods up here in upper northern Michigan, and especially in the you know, upper peninsula of Michigan. When we're walking, when we're enjoying the afterglow, she was having trouble walking. She was bow-legged because I fucked her out so hard, honest to God. Literally bow-legged that I had to take a stick that I found so that she could use it as a cane and give her another stick just like that for her other hand. Like she's one of those people who exercise with these fucking ski poles. That's what she looked like trying to keep herself going because I had fucked her out so hard. Well, I got a little bit ahead of her. Because I wanted to make sure there was no fucking lynx or so bobcat or wolverine, brown bear, black bear. I wanted to make sure. And so I was walking a little bit ahead. As I'm talking to her, I don't hear her responding back to me. And she doesn't respond back to me, fuckstick, because she fell into the quick pit, the quicksand pit. She fell into it. There was no fucking sign of her nowhere. I saw one stick sitting on the side of the quicksand area. And this chick that I banged out in this fucking eagle nest had died 
drowned in a fucking quicksand pit. Now, the terrible thing about that is these goddamn woods were covered with Indians. There was engines everywhere, redskins all the fuck all over the place, scalping chicks, cunts. That's where the real money was. That's where the real interest was. This fucking 16-year-old fucking chick out there with her husband. She's got these pink tits, these pink areolas. are out there in some rock house they built trying to fucking scratch out some kind of life. And some Indian scalps are cunt. And they wanted that. And they were expensive and they were good. It cost a lot of money retail. Today they cost a lot of money retail problem with her falling into the quicksand was there's probably Indians in there. There's fucking savages in that goddamn quicksand hole. And there's probably old dudes in there too from 100, 150 years ago. She's in there now too. Yeah, I made an effort to find her. I called out, I called out, I yelled out, I called out, I yelled out, I called out. I hit sticks against fucking trees trying to make noise. I went back to the nest thinking, could she have gone back up into the fucking bald eagle nest because she wanted some more of my 15.5 pound beef? Could she have done that? I did that. I made every attempt. She wasn't up there. I found the sticks along this quicksand hole. She went into the quicksand and she, well, she's dead. I mean, that's it. She's dead. Now, I wanted to talk about this because I've been thinking about her. I've been thinking of the eggshell. I've been thinking of the phenomena that happened, this, this bizarre occurrence, this possibly miracle that happened with her cunt being reflected through the diaphragm by the sunlight and working like a fucking engraving tool and engraving an image of her cunt onto that eggshell. I went back. I went back to get the eggshell. I watched where I remember I plotted it. I always carry a GPS thing with me so I can mark the waypoints. And I plotted it where the quicksand was where I lost her. I don't know what happened. Nobody ever called me asking for. I didn't get a fucking letter asking for. No authorities ever showed up asking me where she was. So I think that she likely didn't tell anybody where I was. I don't know. Maybe she was married. No one knew. I think about her in that quicksand going down there, and she's got a fucking kangaroo pouch filled between her legs, filled with my fucking cum. My jism's in there. Forever in that fucking pit. Nothing rots in that thing. Slowly rots. And hardens and mummifies. I recently went back to that nest, that five-foot, ten-foot platform made by a goddamn bald eagle, these majestic flying creatures, these flying dinosaurs. And... I found the shell, and her pussy was still burned onto it, etched onto it. But there were more eggs on it because other bald eagles had had eggs on it, had made love, fucked, and, and were raising kids. But my nest part, my the, the part that a shell that I had, the half a shell with the image of her cunt on it, it was still there. It was still there, man. And it was touching. It was really touching. You know where her cunt was, where I was fucking her, I remember. And I went down and smelled the sticks, and you know, I could still smell her. I could smell her pussy. It never goes away. I could smell the remnants of what she was. I mean, this sounds wild. It sounds crazy, this whole shit and thing. But it's been hurting me. I've had trouble sleeping even with this shit for years on and off. If I go outside here from this where I'm recording this right now, which is in the toilet because I might vomit any moment. If I go outside this fucking door, I can look and over where my stereo is. It's a big fucking stereo. It's about eight feet long 
It's made out of wood. There's two speakers on each side. The fucking thing is fucking from 1952. It's made by Philco. I can look on top of that, and what's on top of that is that goddamn egg with her pussy etched into it. This phenomena, this godlike fucking engraving on this eagle egg. And it's kind of freed me up. I feel a little bit better. I just feel a little bit freer. But I can see her sliding into that quicksand, going down to that quicksand, calling my name out. I didn't hear a thing. Calling my name out. Maybe it's, she's, they become like fucking mummified. Maybe maybe the area in front of her cunt's all mummified. The lips have come mummified. And maybe my cum is still in there. We're close. We're connected in that way. We're like fucking almost family, man. That's what you do to your wife. You fill up her fucking joey pocket with fucking cum. Hang on, will ya? I know I got the egg out there and it's waiting for me. And I'm gonna take it all in, fuckstick. <coughs> it's a holiday season after all. You've been listening to the one and only My dick is enormous. There is no escape. We meet at the big clock. In cyberspace, it's dark out there in cyberspace. It's scary out there in cyberspace. You're out there in cyberspace. You're frozen with fear. You don't know what to do. You're looking up. You're looking down. You're looking to the right. You're looking to the left. It's windy out. You don't know what to do. You're frozen. Till eventually and quite abruptly, you hear this distant chiming clock in the background. And you follow the chiming clock until it gets louder and louder and louder. Eventually bringing you upon this brightly illuminated place in cyberspace. There are thousands of people there. They're holding hands. They're smiling. They've been waiting for you. There's that thing that brought you to this place in the first place. It's a tower. A hundred, hundred and fifty feet tall. Brown bricks. Tan mortar. Way at the top of this tower is a glass bezel. It's a clock. It's backlit. And above that is this chimey bell-like thing that brought you to this place in the first place. And you know why you're at this place in the first place. You're here to clear out your pains, your frustrations, your aches, your woes, your disappointments, your hurts. The person that died on you, the ramen noodles you're sick of eating, the credit cards you can't pay off, the apartment you can't pay for, the house you think you'll maybe never own, the bitch who left you, the guy who left you, you're here to clear all those pains and frustrations out. And how do we do that? Well, the moment you heard my voice, you were instantly and automatically filled up with this highly absorbent orange-colored solution. It's been inside your body sloshing about this entire recording. And now, at the end of this recording, we lie you gently down, we pop the corks in your toes, and all of that highly absorbent orange-colored solution comes gushing out of your body. Look at it. It's forming a small mini lake alongside you. It's orange colored. It's rusty. It stinks. 
It's toxic. We shake your feet getting out the last drops of highly absorbent orange-colored solution and replace the corks in your toes. You can't believe how good you feel. You feel like you can go on another second, another minute, another day, another hour, another year, maybe infinitely. It doesn't matter that a friend of yours is making $250,000 a year and lives in a million-dollar house. It doesn't matter that another friend of yours has got the best-looking bitch you've ever seen or another friend of yours has the best-looking dude you've ever seen. None of that shit matters. All that matters is how good you feel right now. You know you can feel this good anytime you want to. Anytime you're in duress, anytime you feel like you can't go on another second, all you gotta do is think of the big chiming clock in cyberspace where you meet your pal, your friend, Norm Augustinus. And instantly and almost automatically, you'll feel refreshed and clear. You know the best part of this recording, the most important part of this recording, at least to me, is that for one hour, we were friends. Friend, I enjoyed myself. I hope you did too. Write me, normaugustinus at gmail.com. Tune in again for another exciting episode from the amazing mind of Norm Augustinus. Dear Rosaline, I have come up with an amazing product. What is it? It is Christmas wrapping paper that has been soaked in LSD, otherwise known as lysergic acid. Rosaline, when a person opens a gift wrapped in my LSD-soaked wrapping paper, they will go on an acid trip. The LSD will get absorbed into their fingertips and then travel throughout their bloodstream. Everyone sitting around a Christmas tree will start fucking and sucking because they opened Christmas presents wrapped with my slapping paper. Chicks will be naked and they will be drinking eggnog and their cunt will be filled with holiday cum. I call it holiday slapping paper because that's the sound people's stomachs make when their wet stomachs slap one another when they are fucking. Rosaline, I have rented a large warehouse and filled it with 1,000-gallon stainless steel vats. The vats are filled with lysergic acid. Additionally, I have purchased 3.5 million rolls of Christmas wrapping paper. The wrapping paper will be dipped into the LSD vats, and then the paper will be shipped out to every store in the world. It's time to ring out the holidays by fucking and sucking. Men will be covered in vaginal juices. Teenage girls hoping for an iPhone or a Majuri travel jewelry case will get a dick instead. Holiday slapping paper. Get to unwrapping and start the stomach slapping. That's my company slogan. I'm telling you this because I want to impress you. Because I want you. I want to fondle your genitals. And if I can't fondle your genitals, please inform me of the whereabouts of a young Irish girl so that I can fondle her genitals. Please let me know if you want me to. Love, Norman. P.S. I saw your big-titted little sister at the Salvation Army on 3rd Avenue. She was buying used panties because she said that all the pussy juices embedded into the fabric from the whorish American women that previously wore the panties would make her gash extremely desirable. We went into the dressing room, and while she tried on the used panties, I licked her tits and fingered her anus and snatch while she pumped me off and hummed, Have yourself a merry little Christmas into my ear.
Attention, Salvation Army shoppers! This is Baloney Pony, your store manager. We have a 1952 Stanley Thermos for sale that is filled to the top with used roach clips of all shapes and sizes. Additionally, we have an old cigar box for sale. Inside the cigar box is a shitload of boogers from 1969 that were vacuumed up from the grounds of Woodstock. These boogers have exceptionally high levels of THC. Folks, as you know, it's Christmas time. If you're in the market for an anal expander, we've got hundreds of them for sale up here in the glass case. Some of the anal expanders still have shit on them. One last item, we have a 50-year-old knotted-off condom that is still filled with cum. According to the information I've been given, this rubber was found under the bed in the room that Elvis once occupied while at the Holiday Inn in Mount Clemens, Michigan. Also, there is a woman pumping off a man in the dressing room. Thank you for shopping at your neighborhood Salvation Army. Merry Christmas and have a happy new year. Fuck! Ah! Uh. 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 Women are constipated three times more than men. When you're walking down the halls and your balls hit the walls, it's a rupture.